0: Friends, we are your host Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We are still together in person, staring each other in the eyes, face to face. Creepy
1: <laughs> creeps. Maintaining each other. <laughs> Llewellyn coming in hot. Maintaining each other. You know,
0: it doesn't hold the same appeal for me when you say it when you're looking at me in the eyes. I That's don't good. appreciate it. Um we are swapping the captain's chair. We have flipped it around. Yeah. And now you're in it. Yeah. I feel like I had something more clever to say about it, but now I'm cool. just like, it was like, can you tell I lost gone. it halfway through? Yeah. I was yeah. like about to say something and then I was like, I don't remember what I was saying. But essentially, Llewellyn is taking the lead back over. She's going to be the main driver here and I'm going to be the one that supplements with information. So, um,
1: Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Yeah. So this week we watched season six, episode 13, titled The One with Rachel's Sister, mm. teleplay by Sherry Bilsing and Ellen Plummer, story by Seth Kurland and directed by Gary Halverson. Originally aired on February 3rd, 2000. So that was about a month difference between this and the last episode. And this episode puts us over, like, halfway. It does. Of season six. Uh, when her sister Jill visits, Rachel worries about the sparks that seem to fly between her and Ross, and Monica tries to seduce Chandler despite having the flu. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. And
0: also probably one of your biggest, like, gross. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Like, were yep. you struggling in mm. this episode? Are you okay? Mm. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we start in the cafe in the soft open. The friends are sitting at Central Perk while Joey is tallying up their bill. And a woman comes over to ask how much she owes, which he replies it's on the house Mm -hmm. um, because she's a pretty woman. And he is like weirdly talking about himself in the third person, like keeps calling himself Joey likes this and whatever. (laughs) as he's trying to flirt with her um and she eventually like agrees to go on a date with him at the end of this weird spiel yeah um and ross asks ross asks that's hard to say it, yeah why a lot of messes. yeah why their stuff isn't free like why he doesn't comp their stuff yeah um and we find out that joey only gives out free things to pretty people yeah pretty ladies let me specify that yeah I also love how
0: Joey can all of a sudden do math when it has to do with, like, his job. Oh, but he, yeah. He, like, couldn't split something, like, in half. <laughs> and it makes me think of, like, okay, like, I was a server for about 10 years, and yet when someone asks me what 20% of their bill is so they can tip, I can do it, like, easily. I'm like, oh, it's this. Very quickly. But when it comes to my bill and <laughs> I'm looking at it, I feel like I it I have to math harder Yeah, to do the same math that I would have done for them. So
1: do you appreciate it when the... Th- the receipts tell you at the bottom like here's 18 20 25 whatever. okay can I and tell it's... you a little tip about that though yeah
0: here's the thing and I know that people will nickel and dime like that element but when it says the 18 and 20 that's pre-tax and I understand why they would only tip hmm. on not I understand why they wouldn't yeah. tip based on like what the tax was added they'll tip pre-tax like what was 18 to 20 percent pre-tax yeah. I understand that but as someone who tries to be a generous person. I'm not going to nickel and dime that way. So I tip based on what the final total yeah, is. Yeah, that's how I usually am too. But anytime a receipt tells you 18 2022 that. it's pre tax percentage. Hmm. So I always think they'll they'll actually get less if I do the twenty percent that they show me versus me calculating twenty percent based on the actual final amount. Yeah, but I understand that like. If I did do it that way, then 100% I would be like, yes, thank you for adding that at the bottom. Yeah. But for some reason, it's just the difference between someone else holding the bill and me holding the bill, where all of a sudden, like, I can't math correctly. That's funny. So I loved how, like, it showed as, like, Joey experiencing something similar in, like, a
1: different situation. Um, okay, so the start of the episode, we head up to the apartment, and the friends are all playing Monopoly, which Didn't is you just love that? the longest game The possible. longest game. Did I tell you? Did I tell you about, like, what my sister and I would do?
0: For Monopoly. Okay, Probably, like, but... in those college years when like we were both like kind of out of the house at separate times, but we would come yeah. together for Christmas. Oh no. We would we would open Monopoly and we would just play it throughout the whole course of like the Christmas break. We'd just have it out somewhere where yeah. we could go to it, play it for 30 minutes, leave it. But what w- <laughs> but we never actually ended a game. Does anybody? Well, I'm I'm sure they do, but what would happen is Mostly my sister would run out of money, so she'd just write IOUs. Got it. And then anytime I landed on a space of hers, then I would pay her back. But she would, so like, we would just let it play until like our two week Christmas break was up, and then we'd like put all the pieces away. And so, like, no one ever really won because we just didn't end the game. So, when someone was bankrupt, that didn't like it, didn't tell us that the game was over. That's how we would play it. It was
1: awesome. Um, so while playing Ross asks Phoebe for gum and she's rifling through her like Mary Poppins bag and she's like pulling out a shoe. She pulls out an egg, a living goldfish, but no gum, um, (laughs) living goldfish that kills me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at first I wrote goldfish, but I was like, someone could think the cracker. So I was like, no, it's a living goldfish. (laughs) I just want to be clear in a bag of water. Um, Monica enters having being sent home from work sick. Are you and a gum person? No, me neither. I'm not. My sister is.
0: I'm, I'm like, used when did to, you when did you pick that up? Anymore. Our family has never been gum people. Yeah. Now I was think it's just something that kind of gets my past one down. of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> not like it's genetic, is but... people smacking gum. Ah, uh, okay. So you're not like likely to pick it yeah, up because no. you're kind of no.
1: okay, that makes sense. I also just don't like after getting like a filling in your mouth, like the idea of like chewing gum and then possibly Pot, like like losing a filling because a filly. of that like it's just it's just a scenario I don't want to be in. That's true. Um, so Monica comes in having being sent home from work sick, and she's very noticeably sick. Like she's got the the nasally sound. Um, she just you can tell that she's not feeling well, mm-hmm. but she is adamant <laughs> that she's not sick. That she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> yes.
0: How does she do six so well? I don't know, but she does it so she, well. I don't. I was like, does she shove something up in her nose? It's so, it's so nasally. It, she does it. She would be able to, she would speak French so well because it's all up in the nasal, she, nasal um, I'm
1: convinced she would be a phenomenal singer. Like if she would have gone oh. on to like Broadway at this time of her life, she'd have been great. Because the way she, like her nasal... Oh my gosh!
0: Like, how does she control? I
1: don't. I, I don't know how it. she does it. She's so good. I need. To, I if love we ever Courtney had her Cox. on, that's
0: what I would ask her. Oh. How do you play six so well? This scene. How did you? <laughs> yeah. Do let's it?
1: talk about this. It's yes. so good. Um. So then there's a knock at the door, and this is, I love this scene. This is One of those like classic scenes. <laughs> all it. of the friends are sitting there. A knock at the door occurs, <laughs> I'm so and they all look at each other like, "We're, we're all here." <laughs> I love it. Who's I love it. Oh, it was so good. It's so good. Um, Chandler goes to open it and we find Rachel's sister, Jill, played by Reece Reese Witherspoon.
0: Witherspoon. Another Legally Blonde reference. I think this is your I think Friends, Here's is, your sign. Friends is telling you that you need to watch Legally Blonde again. Where do I watch it? I don't know. We'll figure it
1: out. Okay. We'll figure it out. Um. Rachel starts to introduce her to the friends and Joey immediately uses his line on her, which Rachel shuts down because of course, course. she's trying to protect her sister. Yeah. Um, and then Joe goes on to explain that her dad has cut her off of her credit card, has taken her credit card because she bought her friend a boat. I want friends like that. Yeah. And to teach her a lesson, he sent her to figure out how to live life well from the only daughter he's proud of which very sweet is very sweet and rachel immediately gets hung up on my dad's proud of me which i I understand she's come a long way she has every right to be like oh my goodness my dad is proud of me yeah but monica reminds her in this moment like (laughs) you should be helping your sister yeah like you're not the main thing right right i know it like
0: I know it like doesn't need to, it shouldn't need to be said, but I just kind of want to make it like clear that like the funniness of like the reason why Phoebe counts the friends when Jill knocks at the door is because like in many of the cases that we come across, at least one of the friends isn't there. Like they're usually like at work or on a date. Like they're always having like conflicting storylines. It's, it's not rare that they're all together, but like they don't necessarily always point it out. Like we're all here and someone else is coming in. Yeah. But just in case, like,
1: I don't know. Yeah. Um Oh,
0: I have some yes. I have some issue with this next scene.
1: Yes. So, the cafe? Yeah. Okay, so we're down in the cafe and Joey learns a hard truth from Gun- Gunther mm. that the food ain't free unless it's someone's birthday. Yes. Um because he is given out so much food. <laughs> Gunther has kept his $50 tip yeah. after splitting everything up, kept his fifty dollar tip mm. and Joey still owes <laughs> eight dollars. Yeah, not a good day for Joey. No. Um, but Jill comes in at this moment with a multitude of bags. Loaded. Like so many bags. Loaded. Claiming to Ross and Phoebe who are there that this is her like make it on her own things, like shopping spree. Like she got a shirt, she got pants to say like rent me this apartment. <laughs> All these things. Um, And she says, you know, like, my dad may have taken my credit card, but i memorized it. So... This is my biggest...
0: This is my biggest thing. Yeah, I had a feeling. Okay. She said she mem. She's like, oh, I memorized those numbers when I was 15. Cards expire every four years. Yep. Four or five, maybe six, if you're, like, lucky for, like, credit unions or something. But, like, ain't no way she's in her 20s. That card has expired by then. It
1: has, but... Numbers typically, at least my—I don't know about credit cards. My debit cards have all stayed the same. It's the like the card, the number on the back, and the expiration change. Right. So she could have the card memorized, but and if then you just don't know, relearn. All the, if you don't know those other things, though. True, but she may have relearned them. If she uses them so many times, she probably memorized them quickly. I mean, yeah, I just. But if also the things like, on the
0: back change that wouldn't authorize a card. You have to have all that information. But also,
1: like back then, like credit cards probably weren't as Identity. Widely haunted. used as they are now, I feel like. Like that's basically all people use now. Is that well, they use phones now. Sure. But I just like I was like 15 to like what are you in your mid twenties?
0: At least. I just I just don't buy that. I just don't buy that the numbers are exactly the same. I get it. That was my, that was my tiff. Another one is that
1: like, I mean, I guess we're coming, we're coming up on
0: it. So I'll, I'll wait. Okay. Well, technically Rachel like.
1: Yeah. So she tells, tells them like she's memorized the numbers and you know, doesn't need the physical card and Ross and Phoebe are like, Rachel's not going to be happy, but Jill just really doesn't seem to care. Yeah. So Rachel enters in a fabulous blazer. Might I add that blazer looked real sharp. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I just, yes. I don't notice clothes very often, but I notice that. Um, Jill immediately gets worried because a minute ago she didn't care if Rachel found out, but now she does. So she claims that it wasn't her, but it was Ross and Phoebe. And they quickly agree that it was them that shopped instead of Jill. But I find that weird because they just told her Rachel's not going to be happy. So why would they take Jill's side? And they just met her. Right. And I mean, like, they kind of know Rachel, her, but, like, of her. Right. I mean, I can see, like, based on what's coming, I can see, like, maybe why Ross might be like, oh, yeah, Jill didn't do it, it was me. Sure. But, like, Phoebe? Phoebe, I know. It you're, is kind of You're weird. one to always call people out, so... It is kind
0: of weird, it and was like strange. I do want to point out that like Rachel chastises her for going shopping instead of like looking for a job, but Rachel did the exact same thing in the first episode. Oh, for sure. So it's like kind of like, and they and both yeah. of them even named their purchases based on their situations. Yeah.
1: So like they're they're like cut from
0: the same cloth. So it was
1: a good like callback to like this is definitely Rachel's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking
0: of cloth, um, a pashmina. For those of you that don't know. Um, Obviously, it's like it depends on the source, but it's a term for cashmere wool of the Chintangi cashmere goat for fine Indian cashmere wool, or a synonym for
1: cashmere wool. So it's like wool thing. Yes. So <laughs> to bring that into it, Phoebe opens the bag because they're trying to prove that they went shopping and not Jill. Right. Phoebe opens the bag and she gives the same excuses like this is my job searching like give me this job job these are my apartment pants um and then to go one step further the mutation of it like the
0: sisters like rent me this apartment pants but all phoebe got from it was like these are my apartment pants (laughs)
1: so it's kind of like a
0: mutation of what the sister
1: was trying to get across for like phoebe to do it which is funny um so then to drive the point even farther rachel asked ross what he bought yes that's right i did so say it a little too early but. he opens a bag and he picks up picks up this pink this hot pink pashmina <laughs> yes and she asks him like what is a pashmina ross and i don't even remember what he <laughs> She's said it starting was starting to understand it oh yeah way. yeah he made up oh, he, some stupid thing about, he was like
0: um uh, a rug that's what I, think. I think i think yeah. it was a rug
1: yeah which um,
0: ross that's a thin rug, like. I, you could have come up with something and better, he didn't even quicker. open it
1: he just like was holding he was just he, he was like, like petting it, in his hand. it was, yeah. he was
0: struggling poor guy
1: um so at this point rachel knows that it was jill it was for sure and to teach her a lesson she ends up taking all the bags she starts with one or two and then she's like i'm just gonna take them all to like teach this you a lesson. like rachel's dream
0: she's yeah. like this is perfect i didn't right. have to buy any of it my dad bought me all of it
1: yeah so as rachel's leaving ross bends down and picks up a little blue bag that Rachel had missed. Yes. And t- hands it to Jill. Yeah. Um and she like starts to laugh at him for not knowing when a Pagemina is and then they begin to flirt. Yeah. At least it looks like they're flirting. Phoebe clocks it. And Phoebe clocks it and tries to stop it by sitting between them. Yeah.
0: She's like, "Okay." Yeah. Um I also noticed that Rachel's hair tuck thing again where she has like the little section and then the rest like hangs over but oh, it's just yeah. like it's pulled back so like it's not even, like, loosely tucked, and it, bothers, it just bothers me. It <laughs> nice. will continue to bother
1: me. Got it. So then we head back up to the apartment, and Monica comes out of the bathroom ready to go – ready to do something crazy, in her words. But Chandler thinks that she should just go to bed, rest, drink lots of fluids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she tries to compromise by saying – that he is also coming to bed with her, mm-hmm. but he shoots it down because he can't have sex with a sick, <laughs> sick, sick person. Mm-hmm. Um, but she isn't having that because in her mind she's not sick. She's not sick, so she pounces on him. It's hilarious, <laughs> stating that she's not sick and that they are both in the prime of their <laughs> life. <laughs> the prime of life. <laughs> And he jumps, so he jumps up he jumps up and immediately makes fun of her. It's so good. It's <laughs> it is, so good. Oh, it's so good. Um <laughs> I would do the same. I wouldn't it's, be in the room. You're like, Let's be real. Room. Be like you're sick, Rachel. Yeah. You're now moving back you're in with yeah. her. Um so Phoebe comes home. We're now we're at Phoebe's. Isn't this where she goes, you don't wanna get with this? Is it this one or Isn't is it this scene? I don't know. There's so many scenes. I might like have this. skipped
0: ahead too because some of the scenes weren't even worth like me mentioning anything in.
1: Yeah. Um, we go back to Maybe it's the next one. And she comes home and immediately tells Rachel that she thinks there's a spark between Ross and Jill. Which, good
0: good for her. Yeah. She, she like She's covered like for dressing her it with, the,
1: quick. with the shopping stuff, but then like made sure to bring yeah. it up, which is like good girl code. Yeah. Um... And it takes Rachel a minute to process. Like at first she's like, no, like that's not a thing. But then yeah, she, she like adamantly
0: denies it. Yeah. Like
1: no way. Then she starts to spiral down her own hole. Like yes, Phoebe isn't saying anything at this point. And she just goes. She like talks herself all the way to like their wedding day. All the way to their wedding day. <laughs> it's just like all the spirals like, that you Ross can imagine. Like Ross is married imagine. to my sister. Like yeah. it just escalates yeah. so fast. Yeah. And that's basically all this is.
0: Yeah. I do love how Gladys or the other one is still, like, in the back in Phoebe's apartment. Like, you can still see it. I'm like, it's still there. It's still there. I love
1: it. So then we hop back to the cafe, and Joey is giving a check to the pretty girl that we saw earlier, and she makes, like, a fuss about it. She's like, wait, but all my stuff was free. And he, like, tries to explain why, but in doing his explaining, he, like, realizes that he doesn't want to. Yeah. So he just starts singing happy birthday to her.
0: And it puts him in a weird predicament. Like, he asked her out. They said they were going to go on a date. Right. And now, like, which for her, like, this is a weird thing. Like, I wouldn't just presume that every time I go into a cafe where I'm expected to be a paying customer... Right. That, like, I get my stuff always for free. Yeah. It's just, it was kind of a lot for that scenario yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, it was weird. And then, like, another guy tells him, like, oh, it is my actual birthday, and Joey, like, blows him off. He's yeah. like, nah, no, it's not. No, it's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Jill comes in, and she, to meet Rachel, and she's trying to play it cool, and, like, not mention that she knows about the whole, like, Ross and Jill thing. Yes. Um, but then she just eventually comes out and asks her, like, do you want to date Ross? Yeah. And Jill, like, laughs at her at first and is like, no, he's, like, that kind of guy that you'd be friends with, but not the guy that I would ever date. Like, you yeah. dated him, but, like, he's just not my type. Yeah. And then Rachel, trying oh, to, like, Rachel. defend Ross <laughs> and defend her choice for dating Ross, <laughs> yes. ends up just right. digging herself a right. hole. Just hole. Ends up convincing hole. Jill that maybe this is a Rachel. good idea. She dug her she dug her own hole. Yeah. She convinced her to do the very thing she yes. didn't want her to do. So, let's just like state the 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 good qualities that she called out Ross in. She called him handsome. Yeah. Smart. Yep. Kind. Yep. And a good kisser. Yeah. So, all things I mean, Rachel says about Ross. Mhm. And yeah, so I mean, that would con- I mean, OK. Yeah. So she sent me out. She inadvertently I'm single. Look Jill me up. Girl. To date Ross. Yeah. Whoops. So then we go back to the like apartment. literally
0: anti of what she was trying to accomplish. Oh, yeah, for sure. She just got insecure yeah. about her decisions and felt the need to, like, justify herself. And yes. then
1: Yeah. So then we go back to the sick, sick room. Sickies. Um, Chandler is sleeping on the couch, has fallen asleep reading mm-hmm. on the couch and he's awakened by monica calling his name from the bedroom and he enters he's reading
0: he's he's reading the rebuilding the indian book which is a motorcycle it's an indian motorcycle so he was reading before he fell asleep and you could tell like cuz it was on his lap i like caught it real quick and the you don't want to get with this was in the
1: scene before okay now that i've caught up got it um he enters the bedroom to find monica laying there trying to seduce him by like slowly removing her robe but like also hacking every time she does all this stuff and then as soon as she like takes the robe off she's got like her nightgown on she like starts to shiver (laughs) because she has like the body aches and shiver or whatever so bad um and so he's telling her like no i think layers are sexy like let's let's layer and layer and like the hot pull the covers up pull the covers up here's the hot water bottle like everything (laughs) <laughs> and she like hops up yelling i'm not sick um and begs him to let her make him feel good like she is still trying to seduce this guy yeah but also aggressively sneezing and coughing at the same time mm-hmm. in his direction which he is just like like i am chandler in this moment like get me out of yeah, this room he's, he's not having it yeah no he's putting up the stiff arm for sure yeah so then back down in the cafe, Joey is still singing happy birthday to all the pretty women. 20 that day, to be is exact. Is this the one where he sings to Alex? Maybe. Okay. So this is the one where Gunther revokes his privileges to give out birthday muffins.
0: Okay. I think this is when, I don't know if this is like her, her, but or in this part of the scene, but it's a fun fact regardless. So Alexis Arquette. Makes a quick appearance as a customer at Central Perk, and based on the last name, you can probably assume, is Courtney Cox's sister-in-law at the time of this episode. Um, she later makes an appearance in the one with Chandler's dad in 2001 as a waitress, so we'll see her again, but her sister-in-law is in this episode. Nice. Alexis Arquette.
1: That's fun. Yeah.
0: Oh, here it is. Um, Here's here's the the Amy where Amy came in. I think I said Alex, but I meant Amy. Joey sings happy birthday to a girl named Amy in this episode, which I think is in this scene because he's like in the next. He's like trying to do it to all these girls. Coincidentally, Amy is the name of Rachel's other sister. So it's just funny uh, how like that thanks. name also lands in the episode with the introduction of Rachel's sister. Yeah. So, another nice. just fun fact.
1: Okay, so Ross comes in at this moment. Mm-hmm. And asks Rachel if she told Jill to go out with him or ask him out, and he is like just tells her like I never would have even thought to date her, but now that I have your blessing, he thought she was the coolest thing. Like this was
0: the coolest thing for Ross.
1: He's like if I had a brother, I mean, (laughs) he's like
0: I would have never done that for you, but like you doing that for me, I was like oh poor Ross, he is.
1: And then He's he like, even, like, offers up Monica at one point. Like, if Chandler and Monica never work out, like, you by all means can just date her. hmm Yeah, it was... Which we learned in the last episode, they would do. They, they would pick do. each other. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we go back to the apartment, and Monica, it appears that Monica has finally admitted that she is sick. And she feels mm. terrible.
0: This is a great great scene
1: so she comes out it's so good she comes out tells him i get it i'm sick i need to rest like can you help me please put on this can va- you rub Vix this vapor rub. yes this Vix they can't vapor name rub. it but
0: they're like can you please put this on my chest i think
1: he she just said vapor rub yeah. on my chest yeah. yeah and he like starts to get up to do it he was like yeah of course i'd love to help you and then he like sets it down and he's like nope i'm not falling for this He's like, I'm not falling. Yes. For this.
0: Oh, it's so well played.
1: Yes. Um, and she's like, Chandler, I'm just, I need your help. I'm just so she's sick. She's playing it so yes, good. Yes, she is. But he is adamant. He's like, yeah. I'm not doing this. She's like, Fine, I'll just do it myself. So she, at this point, de robes. She's lost. The, she's lost the gown underneath the robe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, she basically gone. derobes. All we see is like her shoulders and yeah up. we
0: see like kind of the side too when she like yeah. takes off the robe we see a little bit on the side but like the idea is that she's like yes. hiked down on the shoulder so that she has like full access to yes. like her chest and shoulder area yeah it's so
1: well it's played so monica so she the master manipulator stands in front of him <laughs> and also a wide open window wide I add, open with her brother across the way <laughs> right right um and is rubbing Perfect. rubbing this Fapo rub on her chest. Yes. And at first Chandler's not really paying attention, but then he looks up and does like a double take. Mm -hmm. And it slowly turns Chandler on to the point where he's like, Let's, let's go let's go let's go mix it in yeah who cares yeah who cares at this point i'm in so he runs and she's like oh, that's not what i wanted i just want to feel better she's still laying it on she is and he runs into the room and she immediately is like i knew it would work She's like worked like a charm <laughs> yeah. i mean just so smug with herself. so smug. i love it yes so they go to the room to yes. do you know what we assume yes we assume what followed yes so then we head back down to the cafe and Jill is meeting Ross at the cafe and runs into Rachel beforehand. Just so happens. Yeah. Um, Rachel tells Jill that her outfit is slutty and Jill tells her that it's Rachel's. <laughs> She's um, like, well, I'm
0: slutty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has to lean. Like what else can, right, can she there's say? There's nothing she else has to, say. to
1: So Ross comes in and immediately things just get weird. And, like, weird stuff is happening. And then Ross says, I'll have her home by midnight. Yeah, because, like, she's there. It's a weird
0: permission thing. Yeah. They both come to her saying that she gave them permission, but, she, like, really just kind of ran away from her. Yeah. So now it's this weird, like, wait, am I the parent here? Like, this is, it's yeah. all we don't what's weird.
1: don't know He wasn't expecting her to be at the cafe. Yeah. That was their meeting spot. Yeah. So they leave very Rachel convoluted. is like, bye, like, have a good time. And then she turns around and, like, immediately starts crying. Yeah. Which is sad, but. We very get it. sad. So then she runs up to the apartment. Yeah, and which at this point is just Monica and Chandler in the apartment.
0: And we guess it's like it has to be a little later because they would have been done with their date. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and so she immediately runs in. She she comes in and the door is unlocked. And with what those two were doing, you'd think they'd he, lock the door, but not but on this no. show. So that she runs in, she runs over to the window yeah. and is looking out the window. And we hear from the bathroom, Monica and Chandler are like, uh, "Who's there?" Yeah. Rachel's like, "Oh, it's just me. I'm just spying on Ross and Ra- Ross and Jill." And they come out after having a vapor rub incident. Yeah, um, so we can only imagine what that is. And yeah. they come out and join her at the window. And we see Ross and Jill have arrived home. Monica thinks it's so weird that they're on a date and assures, but then like assures Rachel that like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like. Ross isn't going to do that. Yeah. on Not on the first date. But then we see Ross close the drapes. Oof. Which is like a, a, a telltale sign it's, of what's going to happen.
0: And it's a little bit of a heartbreak for Rachel,
1: obviously. It is. Honestly. And Chandler being none the wiser. Doesn't handle the situation. Does not handle it well. And says, ooh, he's going to get some. And then realizes what he's saying yep. as he sees Rachel's face mm-hmm. and tries to like yeah. about streetlights and whatever. Yeah, and he just, like removes himself. Yeah, pretty quickly, and then we get a to be continued notice, which we haven't gotten one of those in a while, we and not. there's no tag. And there's no tag, which was
0: it was. I was like, I literally said out loud, "Oh, there's no tag."
1: Yeah, it was so weird. And the funny thing is, this episode was named Part One, like the one where we meet Rachel's sister. Part One. It is. It is. But then the next episode is is technically called. The one where Chandler cries, where Chandler can't cry, can't cry, but if you look at the the things that I read every the, the start, it, oh the so, description, it literally says part two. What? But it doesn't make sense to me because like, wouldn't you have titled it the same? Yeah, you would think. Oh, so I'm interested to see when we get to that episode. Like, do they even point Meant, that like, out? Point the because I out. even I mm. even went so far as like looking like is there another episode somewhere else in the season like named this part two but like they wouldn't have delayed it i don't it was so weird or said
0: like to be continued yeah
1: and then i looked at the time i was like did they like stop this and then wait a couple months and then come back like was this the mid-season finale but no it's like literally picks up the next week yeah because we've already had the christmas episode with the
0: with like the the new year's eve quote-unquote party thing with the split and all that with joe and janine
1: yeah interesting i don't know why i did that but
0: yeah, they must have talked themselves out, themselves out of it. Yeah.
1: Anyways, there's no tag like we mentioned. There's no tag. So favorite scene.
0: Favorite scene, I think, is either the Vix vapor rub at the very end, <laughs> or when she's like, "You don't want to get with this," and it's all nasally, and she's like crossing her body yeah. with her arms yeah. and like trying to act like seductive and sexy, and Chandler's just like so mortified that yeah. like she's acting like that when she's clearly very sick. Yeah. That, to me, is hilarious. Yeah, I think just that whole, like, the that whole, story like, Monica Chandler good. this episode was so good. Yeah. And the fact that, like, at the very end, even, like, she plays it so well, convinces, like, even us that, like, no, she seriously just wants Vapor up. She is sick. She's finally caving. Yeah. Chandler somehow keeps his wit and is like, no, I'm not going to fall for that. And yeah. then does fall for the very thing. And then she's like, Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, oh, was so that little minx, clever. Yeah. So, how would you rate it? Um, I liked this one better than some of the most recent episodes. I would say. Um, I know I've ranked the last couple like very poorly because I just have like no bearing, and like it is tough, obviously, to see like the whole like Rachel sister thing. But I do love Reese Witherspoon. Like I, you know, I like her addition to the team. I don't really love the way she like. Obviously, she's given a directorial choice on how she's what kind of sister she's supposed to be, so I don't like love her character, but I love Reese, yeah, um, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say how you doing Just above medium, good episode, funny storyline. I don't think it's good enough to be a seven. um I could argue maybe I could put a tag on it and be like a you know how you doing plus a tag, but yeah.
1: I'm gonna say the same. Same Which okay. I feel like we haven't had a same one in a while. In a while. Um, but yeah, I agree. Because I mean it wasn't like I didn't love all the storylines. Yeah. But it was it was funny. And I think that Monica it's like Chandler was like, oh drama of good. like Ross and Rachel I'm like well
0: <laughs> 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 both of us are like a little bit. Who cares? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we get it. Okay, um post show trivia. Yes. Trivia
0: time.
1: Okay. Um Feel like we've had this one, so I apologize if I grabbed a wrong one. Oh, oops. <laughs> but what was the what was Phoebe's birth mother's name? Phoebe. Yes. Okay. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh what's the name of the building superintendent? Trigger. Trigger. There you go, Millie. There you go, Millie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nailed it. Millie. We should call it like a Millie minute. <laughs> <laughs> a minute with Millie. She's gonna like, she's gonna be like, what did I say? She's gonna be like, I'm never listening to the <laughs> show again. Never <laughs> listening to this stupid show again. Uh, okay, um, social media spotlight. I don't have any this week. Okay, cool. Um, but thank you guys for still hanging out with us, yeah, answering yeah, yeah. our fun little posts. Next week, we will finally be post-New York. And so we will give you guys a little recap, recap, cap of our whirlwind of a time together yeah
1: um how about a recommend do you have one
0: because i don't surprise surprise i <sighs> <Not> surprise, surprise. <laughs> remember when i said it's been weeks and you're like what do you mean i did it a couple weeks ago i'm like exactly it's been weeks it's Been weeks um i don't have a recommend to a friend
1: i'll get better guys i promise will you though uh... will you though the verdict is still out.
0: verdict is out.
1: Um, yeah. I don't...
0: I'm, like, doing a visual sweep of my room real quick. Oh! I have something. Oh, my goodness. What is it? Because I can... Because it's brand new to my life. Um, okay. I started... Again, um, me and my friends are on this health... Like, a health journey of just okay. figuring out different, like, things that we need to be doing to make sure our bodies are healthy. And, um, there's this, uh there's this technique of something called applied kinesiology it's essentially like muscle testing kind of um so we it's mixed with like chiropractic a little bit i already go to a chiropractor but this lady does like something like a little different so now i'm going to both um except i'm not getting adjusted by both but that's neither here nor there i'm going to explain it to you and what's funny is like it kind of sounds like witchcraft to me um so what they do is they she's like we believe that like everything has like kind of energy to it and and um and and yet like your bodies like our bodies are built to heal themselves And, and so like your body knows like what's wrong with it, but sometimes like the disconnect between like us knowing it, but your body knows it's like your body keeps the score type of stuff and it wants to communicate to you like what it needs in order to get better. So this is what is really interesting. So because it's muscle testing, what they do is they place different things on like you're laying down and she takes your one of your legs. At least um, some people do it with their arms. Some people do it with legs. It just depends. What she does is she, you're you're laying down like on your back, and um, what she has you do is you, like you lift your leg at like a 45 degree angle, and she'll put these like things. I don't know what they are. Like on your stomach, and the amount of pressure that it takes for you to like push up against like any sort of like little resistance. If it's an area that your body is lacking in, it'll be harder for you to push up and you won't be able to push up as strongly, except for you're not making any intentional effort not to push up as strongly. It's your body responding to the thing. Interesting. It's so interesting. And it's like, I was like, she would be like, okay, now I'm going to take this thing off and like, can you tell the difference? And I'm like, yes. Like, she's like, see how this one feels heavier and this one doesn't feel as heavy. It's because like you're testing for that thing. So when she got done testing like a bunch of stuff and it could be anything from like, I'll give you what she gave me as my result. You know, I'll also give you like some of what my other friends got just to show like the gamut of things that you could have. Um, Because we've all been going, we all just started going to this lady. And um, and so she like tests you on it. And then once she tests you, um, I started off with like six things. And she's like, but we can't address like everything all at once so we're going to ask your body like what the primary things are and so she retests those six things and she has you do something like different with like your hands and puts them under your hands and so out of the six things three of them showed as like these are the primary and the things that you need to address first and um and so one of mine was parasites that there's like i've got parasites like in me that i need to like get out the second one is Estro, um, that which is the supplement that she gave me for it. Same thing with like the parasites. There's like a supplement. The second one is um, talked about my estrogen. So apparently I overproduce an estrogen, which accounts for my really horrible cramps that I have. And what's funny enough is I never thought of it this way. But when I, was, when I was trying to lift up, because like it's a really weird position to like lift your leg up. And like my leg is never in that position. And yeah. then also muscle muscularly trying to lift up but i would get like i like located cramps right on my like the top of my hamstring or my thigh trying to push up and i would cramp really bad so it was like almost hard for me to do it because i would cramp and she's like And that's probably why you're cramping, which probably also is why you're cramping when you're on your – I was like, I never thought of those two things being, like, related to each other until this (laughs) very moment. So she's like, that's because of, like, an overproduction of estrogen. So we're trying to level that out. So I have estrogen supplements or hormone supplements. And then the third one, the supplement is called Myocalm. um, But she was talking to me about my cortisol level. So she drew, like, a little – a diagram where it's, like, you have the right angle, you know, like, thing that you normally do for, like, a chart – and like kind of up on the left hand side she was like cortisol like when you wake up starts up here so like when the sun's up your cortisol is up then as the day goes on and the sun sets your cortisol drops because it becomes it's coming into like a restful place so that it can replenish and then come back up she's like your estrogen or your cortisol is probably down here because i told her i was like i'm tired all the time i could get four hours of sleep or 11 hours of sleep it does not matter i wake up Exhausted. I snooze my alarm. I'm waking up at the last minute and running out of the house because I I need to get I need to get every last minute, knowing that it doesn't help regardless. Yeah. So she's like, your your cortisol is like down here, and then you don't really dip because you're already down there, so you never replenish mm-hmm. because your body is just like burnt out. And she's like, and the reason you're down here, and then she drew a third line. She's like, is because your cortisol was probably way up here at one point you were running on like high cortisol all the time. And then you would just dip at night just out of exhaustion and then have to run up at the top, like the next day, just be high cortisol. And she's like, so your body just got burnt out. And when I tell you, I heard that, I don't know what happened to me, but like, I could have cried (laughs) because it felt so justified by like our previous job, the position I held, um, losing my mom, moving States, like literally moved without a job. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and, and, and sleeping has never really been like that big of an issue with me, but like I have just no, it's it's continually yeah. getting worse. And when she said like, it's your body burnt out and that's why it's not like replenishing. So it's not even replenishing enough to like get you back up because it's just like, I don't even trust that I, I don't have anything more to expel. And so I found all this stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, it like gives me answers for things that you just don't have any questions yeah. to. And then as opposed to like me trying to figure it out, it's like your body telling you Based on muscle testing, what it's testing for. Now, some of my other friends got words that they tested for, words like um, we're talking about it today. Words like decision making. Um, one of them was like my one of my girlfriends, and <laughs> she would be like, "Yeah, no, it makes sense." It's like um, um, expression. She got one that has to do with like very like bitter things, like um, resentment, anger, like things that like have been brewing that maybe she hasn't been like, like forgiven people for just whatever, but things that like she's tested for. And then when my other girlfriends tested for like, um, toxins and like, um, you know, like the preservatives in like fruit, you know, like when they spray fruit and veggies to like keep, um, bugs off and stuff. What are those? Uh, um, Pesticides? Pesticides. She tested for pesticides. And she grew up on a farm. Um, and so I was like, it's crazy that like, pestic- it's not like she's running past the fruit and veggie department, huffing pesticides <laughs> as she goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but as a kid, yeah. they grew up on a farm. And in order to keep a farm, she's like, my dad would spray. So it's crazy that like, she's probably testing for something that her body has just like, you wouldn't have thought would like hold over time, but like. It did, apparently, because it's testing yeah. for something that, like, I never
1: had it access ma- to it pesticides. Almost, almost makes me wonder, too, if, like, she's just more accustomed to, like, absorb that because of how she grew up. Because of how
0: she grew up. And yeah. so, like, she's testing for it. But, um, so me and one of my girlfriends tested both for parasites, but our other girlfriend didn't. And then her husband tested for, like, mold completely different than all the rest of us so it's like your body tells you like what it needs and her goal which i love she's like my goal is not for you to be on supplements the rest of your life my goal is to get your body to restore its natural rhythms to regulate it to, yeah. regulate it, to get you back to normal without needing the supplements. Yeah. So then, um, just she sets up like, yeah, she sets up a routine with you. So I know that was like a really long, but I had to kind of describe. <laughs> I felt like it. we were
1: just chatting,
0: and I, I, I almost you forgot, you forgot we, were. we were recording. I was like, hopefully, she doesn't start giving me the like wrap it up. No. Um. So yeah, it's, it's called applied kinesiology. Um, it's it's essentially called muscle testing, but it's a way to. Um, maybe get answers that you're, like, again, your body keeps the score. I don't know if any of you guys have ever read that book. Great book. You guys should read it. Um, but about the idea that, like, at a at a core level or at, like, the, at an anatomic level, like, mm-hmm. your body keeps track of things like traumas and stuff. And and yet, like, our bodies are, like, wonderfully made and they do self-heal. That's why, like, you scab when you cut yourself. Like, your body is is trained to heal itself. Yeah. Um, and there's ways that like your body can advocate for itself when your brain's not trying to like figure it out for it. That, um, so that's what it's done. And I think it's really cool. I've only been to one so far. I'm taking the supplements. And so we'll see where I'm at in two weeks if I still test. Some of my, um, my because I haven't been doing it as long, my other girlfriend, she has um, gotten done with some of the other things, but she's like one of her words she still keeps testing for because she can't figure out like where that is in her life. Yeah um and she's been on the parasite one but her dosage has gone down um so it's just it's just such an interesting like i would never think to because if you think like of western medic like western medicine i would never think like hey can you just i don't know maybe test me for parasites i would have never like where does one contract parasites Probably in just anything. In America. Anything and everything. That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. Just food, veggies. I mean. It's just so interesting. It's at such a micro. I mean, it's such a Also, small I just level. need you to know, and
1: you probably know this, I've been stuck on you have parasites I know, the entire time. No, I know.
0: I'm, I'm like, you're, she's probably thinking, like, what third world country <laughs> did you no. like come out of? No, but it's so weird because, like, I. It's not like. Yeah. It's not like I have a tapeworm. Right. It's just like the smallest little, like, yeah. random thing. But those things can affect like your body in different ways. And it knows like your body is like, no, can you please like get this out so I can heal. So right, we'll see where I test. I go back in like another week and a half, I think still, um, I had like two weeks between my appointments. So, and then you like start meeting like further and further between as you start to address the things. So yeah. it's just a good way to like add another routine. And I pay for it with my HSA. So it's tax deductible. And so for those of you that are like, you know, I know we like glorify Western medication because it's like a symptom thing, but, um, she, I, we did like a hormone class. I'm still on this. They went on, a, we went, we did like a hormone harmony class with her and they said that, um, a, a function in your, in your body can be 90% dysfunctioning. And it's the last 10% where you start to so start to show symptoms.
1: Hmm.
0: So when you, when you're, when you have like a cold, that's because whatever the function is that that cold or virus or bacteria is yeah. attacking is 90% depleted, and it's the last 10% that your body starts to show the symptom. So, if you think of Western medicine and their only response typically is to slap a medication on it, all they're addressing is the last 10% of what's healthy, and they're trying to get the symptom to go down, but they're not addressing the 90% of function that your yeah. body has lost but it's like that's what this doctor is trying to get at they're like we care about the symptoms that you came in with and obviously we hope to address those but our point is that that means there's 90 yeah. percent of an issue somewhere that nobody else is going to touch if you're not dealing with it at the root issue right and that's what me and my friends have been trying to get at so to add this to our like routine is going to be great so for those of you who have like been looking for different options. Try looking for an applied kinesiology person um, in your area. Typically, it's partnered with um, chiropractic where they um, it's they like release the thing, I think is what it is. I go to a different chiropractor, so I just have her adjust me after because she has such a... Um, I have a Gonstead chiropractor, which is a certain like type of method that my chiropractor actually knows her, so it's all good. But anyways, applied kinesiology, recommend to a friend. Thank cool. you for my 10-minute TED Talk. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. Everyone's like, I'm out of here. Um, And guys, go too. Like you guys, you guys have stuff too. Just go,
1: yeah.
0: For our seventeen percent male audience out there, yes. Anyways, next week. Okay. That was the recommend to a friend. To cover your five minutes as well. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yes. Okay, next week we're going to cover the one where Chandler can't cry or maybe also known as the one with Rachel's sister part two.
1: Yeah, something (laughs) or the other.
0: We'll figure it out. But
1: yes, anyways, we will see you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.